0: This is cliffcentral.com. Animal Central on cliffcentral.com.
1: Hello and welcome to Animal Central on CliffCentral.com. This is the only show in South Africa that is dedicated to animals and the people that love them. I'm your host Ainsley Hay and I'm back again this week and I've got some really important guests on today. Um, We're hitting quite hard with this show. Um, I think it's a topic that needs to be discussed fully. I think it's being sugarcoated in some, (laughs) in some ways and really underestimated. So, the topic of today's show is the drought that is happening in our beautiful country. And I am joined today by Dr. Anya Duplessis, who's a senior lecturer in the Department of Geography at UNISA. Hi, ENSLEY. Thank you very much. Hello. Welcome to the show. I'm very glad that you can come and join. I think, again, I'm getting quite um, bold with who I'm approaching for the show. I think before it always used to be animal people, but I'm mm. branching out because geography and the drought and the weather affects our animals. Yeah, it?
0: everything is interconnected at the end of the day. Exactly. So looking forward to the chat.
1: No, I think it's going to be very important. And then weighing in from the animal side, obviously, because this is an animal show after all, is our dear Dr. Clint Austin from Bayer Animal Health.
2: Nice to see you again, again, Ainsley. It's been a while. How are you doing?
1: Good. You've been all over the show, haven't you?
2: All over the show.
1: Where have you been? You've been pla- exciting Since
2: we places. last spoke... Swaziland, um, and the drought is hitting Swaziland yeah, particularly hard. Really. I've also been to Germany, for some conferences, Ooh. and uh, down in Hermanus for a little bit of a break with some oh, nice. dear friends of mine. So back at the grindstone,
1: oh, as we as we all are. So, Anya, I want you to explain to our listeners um, your position on the current drought facing South Africa.
0: Um, I think the current conditions in terms of the drought speak for itself. Mm. Um, animals are suffering. People mm. are suffering yeah. in all communities. Um, voluntary organizations have mm-hmm. been started now to yes. to send through water to wherever. I mean, yeah. I can't even keep track of where all the water is going. Yeah. So that's very encouraging. But the the current stance of the drought, it is bad. Okay. Um, we can't sugarcoat it anymore at this point no. in time. It's, it's a very bad situation that needs uh, it. Very much attention From mm-hmm. government Municipalities As well as The, and not the usual Common exactly. people As well Yeah
1: And how much Warning was there That this was coming Was it How long has it been I mean because Obviously
0: weather, weather patterns and all of that mm. And all you clever people that look at all this sort of stuff In terms of warnings I mean the El Nino occurs um, Irregularly, so okay. sometimes every three years Sometimes even seven Just years Just
1: explain exactly what El Nino is okay. El is
0: Nino is a weather <laughs> phenomenon okay. Basically the warming of the Ocean temperatures, mm-hmm. central And eastern central, at through the Equatorial and um, Pacific area Okay, So close to Brazil and okay. um, Basically that then affects your weather Patterns, what happens is with El Nino it gets drier okay. your, your air temperatures are hotter And then that affects your, your rainfall patterns mm. So in some cases Like southern Africa We are experiencing a drought okay. California in the yes. US They've been hard hit as well yes. um, Brazil, Sao Paulo also has been hard hit But okay. then the eastern parts of Africa Have actually benefited from oh. this In terms of they had, they've, They're getting more rainfall okay. um, So usually El Nino is followed by La Nina Okay. Which basically then increases your rainfall But oh. currently we, we're stuck in the El Nino phase
1: And how long does El Nino phase last for?
0: Um, well, it depends okay. on how strong it is I think they're estimating that this will carry on until August this year Maybe, this okay. maybe March I mean, the, sure. the data is a bit sketchy It's very difficult to predict these things So yes, um, maybe March we might find that we're getting a lot more rainfall okay. Luckily we receive rainfall now in January yes. So it uh, has eased a bit okay. for some areas
1: but it's still not enough because i mean as you, you and i were just having a chat outside we both were lucky enough to just go to the kruger recently yes, yes. i got back on monday and i mean it's the the bu- the bush obviously is not looking as good but it mm. is greener because we have had the recent rain but the water table is just yeah. so low i mean the crocodile river was
0: it was like a, a sandbag. Exactly. You know? I was there in, in December, middle December. I was lucky to experience the heat wave. Huh? <laughs> 46 <laughs> degrees. It was absolutely awesome. <laughs> so, um, no, we basically, you had to stick to the waterholes. That's yeah. where the animals are, are establishing themselves yes. at this point. If you go in middle Kruger, maybe at nothing. the Muller Gate, uh, you're not seeing a lot. Uh, so Except for the impalas and the, usual <laughs> the zebras sus- or whatever.
1: The usual suspects. Yes. Now, are there, were there any steps or actions that could have been taken to mitigate this disaster?
0: We, I don't think you could have mitigated the the disaster. You could have uh, decreased the the impacts Mm -hmm. of it uh, significantly. Okay. And we have to remember that this is a drought, yes, but previously we have also experienced droughts. Yes. This drought is exacerbated by your hottest year on record. So Ah. we've experienced very high temperatures. So that's exacerbated the Situation, But then also, South Africa, unfortunately, our infrastructure is outdated. Ah. It hasn't been maintained. Mm. So you have non-revenue water of 37%, which is above average for, for developing countries, sure. and for, according to the World Bank or whatever. Okay. Um, so in terms of that, it's a multifaceted problem. Mm. And it's going to carry on if, if we don't make changes. Mm.
1: So yet again this is another instance of our government failing our people and our animals
0: The government we have to remember that uh, this is the worst drought within 30 years Mm. Um, The new government only came into the scene in 1994 So they haven't actually have experience They don't have experience in in handling this drought Mm. And and it's a natural disaster Which they don't know how to to handle, they're pumping in lots of water, giving ugh, water, but as well as finances, okay, um, for farmers. But uh, in some instances, they don't know how to give the mm. money to the to the farmers. True. So even though you can say in the news, "Listen, we're giving so many million rand," yeah, um, but uh, is the uh, is the money actually going mm-hmm, going to the be. affected farmers? I don't know. Oh, it's definitely
1: quite a complex topic. So Clint, um. Obviously, there's, you know, there's many, many effects on animals. Which animals would you say are most um, severely affected during times of drought?
2: Look, looking at our agricultural economy, obviously your production animals, so we're talking about uh, cattle, yes. sheep, grazing animals okay. are going to be worst affected mm. by the drought because when there's no rain, there's no grazing. True. And we've really come out of two or three hard seasons in a row. And you come out of a hard winter and there's no rain to stimulate Ugh. new growth. You know, there's already no grazing winter. You come to summer yeah. where there's no new growth and there's no new grazing. So there has been a little bit of rain recently, but yes. it's, it's almost too little too late. Yeah. And what then happens is farmers need to start buying in feed mm. to feed their animals. And it's incredibly expensive. It is. And, um, it, everything, it, it has an absolute knock-on effect on everything. Mm. If you look at the feedlot industry, which are heavily dependent on maize, mm. um, the moment our maize crop goes, the maize prices go up, the feedlotting industry suffers, okay. and then the price of meat, meat starts to go up. up. So it's really, it, it's such an interconnected mm. web of effects. Mm. But, but a hard hit. I mean, anyone who's gone down to the Cape, over mm. uh, and even down to KwaZulu Natal over December, would have mm. seen the effects of the drought. Yeah. It's practically a disaster zone and it's from, crazy. from about Paris, from the Vol River onwards. Yeah. And um, I mean, the Karoo always looks dry, it looks yeah. particularly bad this year. Everywhere you drop was absolutely completely overgrazed, there's no grazing Shocking. left. The farmers' boreholes have dried up. Oh. So, you know, feed is one thing, you can buy that in, but if you've got no water, what do you do? that becomes a little bit of problem. And if you see what's been happening recently on an unprecedented, when in your lifetime, have you seen pictures of 30 trucks carrying never, feed and water to never. specific areas of the country? That has never mm. happened. Yeah. Look, and that's quite heartwarming. I mean, people yes. pulling together and really making a plan yeah. to help people that are suffering. So no no grazing affects our production animals. But you need to understand in, in, in communities where there's no water, your companion animals are mm, going to get hit as well. Exactly. There's no water. If there's no water for humans to drink, there's no water for dogs to drink. Exactly. Yeah. And um, th- that that compounds the problem.
1: Oh, it's it's really, it's... And I mean, I've never, you know, I, I'm, I was born in Kaiziden. I come mm. from there. I've, ne- I've never, ever heard, even heard of Kaiziden being dry like that. Well, I
2: mentioned I was in Swaziland yes. um, in December. And uh, particularly the middle and the low felt, it, it, it is absolutely terrible. They are just dead and dying cattle. The, whole, oh. the, the, the place smells of dying oh, animals. Gosh. And there we sit with a particular situation. You need to distinguish between a commercial farmer yes. and a communal farmer mm-hmm. where cattle... They're wealth cattle mm. So not commercial cattle So you can come into a commercial farm and say Listen, we've got a really hard season coming up And you need to start slaughter, depopulating yeah. mm. um, You need to start depopulating Because the carrying capacity yes. of your land is down If you go to a communal farmer whose wealth His cattle or it's his wealth You cannot tell him to slaughter yeah. out half his herd He's not going to do it exactly. And as a result, these animals are literally dying of starvation They're uh. dying next to the road They're dying in the fields um, Swaz- Swazilanders is, is taking a pounding
1: Oh, that's yeah. absolutely dreadful. And, you know, again, a, a huge burden falls onto the animal welfare organizations as well when it comes to these farmers who haven't been able to care for their herds. Oh,
2: correct. And, uh, and, and it's not a farmer being negligent. He's exactly. Just like, he can't, there's nothing he can exactly. do. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you, can't pref- you can't prepare for something like this, especially, no. you know, it's one thing having a bit of a, hmm, a tight season. But when you don't have water or food, um, I mean, it, it beggars belief I can't. I can't imagine I don't yeah. think any of our listeners you can't really understand what it's like I've heard something water. recently
2: of um, people you know wanting to keep their grass clippings and send that yes, for food. yeah that's a new initiative it is a new initiative I'd like to just sort of put a little bit of caution out yes. there you take moist grass clippings exactly. put them in a bag in the heat and you're going to grow mold yep. very quickly yep. and that can make animals very very that's sick, <laughs>
1: sick. <laughs> yeah. typical spidilis. vet and
0: vet nurse that's the first yeah, <laughs>
1: thing that I thought so I it's a great
2: this. initiative but, uh, but you know that fodder needs to be dried but I think they've
0: warned people regarding that where okay. they give them instruction on how to Correct. To give the the grass to them, to tell them to scatter out the okay. grass, make sure that it's dry, and then yeah, you yeah. Baggett. incorporate bag it okay. again, and then give it to them. So I think if people stick to those guidelines, it should be help. fine. But yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, the the initiator initiators need to obviously check yes, these things very, uh, carefully. very carefully as well.
1: Yeah. So listeners would really love to hear from you because you know this this drought affects absolutely still every single person in this country, even though you may still have water and you may have a green lawn. Which is not okay <laughs> um, Please do get hold of us On cliffcentral.com Our number is 0861 Our twitter also is At cliffcentral.com Facebook cliffcentral Wechat ID is cliffcentral To send us a message you just tap connect And then message to show So Clint How long can an animal Survive without water?
2: Pretty much the same as humans, a few days. Really? Yeah, unless you're talking about animals that are specifically adapted. Desert zoe- adapted, yeah. Desert adapted animals. And the same rules apply. Okay. I mean, you can go without food for probably a good few weeks. Yeah. Um, you're not going to be in good state afterwards. Yes. But water, two, three days, yeah. and, and you're done for.
1: And even things, I mean, like the ruminant animals, a lot of your production animals are ruminant. Am I correct? It, it depends on water to function, which it is does. their way of digesting food. It so does.
2: It does. We you know when there's not enough... Moisture in the rumen. Yeah. I mean that that uh, the the ingester just can't be mixed. It's yeah. not moist enough. To, and and remember the 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 water in the digestive tract acts as a medium for all those digestive reactions for your digestive mm. enzymes mm. Um, to occur. And so it places tremendous metabolic stress on these animals. And mm-hmm. what that's going to do then do the first thing it does is affect your production figures. Okay. Remember, farming True. cattle, farming sheep is all about producing offspring yes. and livestock. Now you metabolically stress. Mm-hmm. A, animal, their natural physiological response is going to be to
1: Reduce production. Well,
2: reduce production because energy needs to go into the production of a fetus or production of milk to feed a calf and that kind of thing. So that's the first thing that suffers.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, You know, after that, you know, the muscles start wasting away. Mm. uh, You know, everything else starts shutting down after Mm. that. But the first thing to go is reproductive ability. And that's a natural survival adaptation.
1: Yes. It's definitely not a good way to go. Um, Quite dreadful. So, um And yet, do you think South Africans were warned enough about this disaster? You say that there were warnings enough. Do you think it was um, put across to the right people effectively?
0: I don't think so. Mm. Um, Farmers obviously were warned to say that, listen, we're going into an El Nino phase. Um, Previously, the El Nino wasn't this strong. Mm -hmm. So most people didn't take it on very seriously. seriously. They still planted their crops. and I mean, it's survival. It's money at the end of the day as well. Um, But in terms of uh, the... People, I don't think we were warned yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, I think that the drought hasn't been taken seriously, mm. um, by the government. Mm. Um, and then also some people as well. Um, I still see people um, oh. taking the hosepipe, yeah. washing their pavement, yeah, you washing know. the car, yeah, it it's stuff like that. I, I mm. mean, like at the end of the day, you're gonna have to change your behaviour. Exactly. Um, you're not affecting. Just yourself Yeah um, You're affecting other people as well Yeah um, A very good example would be The people in the northwest mm um, They've experienced the drought for the past three years mm-hmm. um, They've been sitting without water Municipalities aren't helping them It's mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. um, That's keep, kept on the down low yeah. That most people don't know about um, It's only coming out now yeah. Where people say, yeah, but we haven't had water For the past two years or, mm-hmm. or whatever Senegal is a very good example as well um, Even though the municipalities Have taken steps By giving them water tankers yeah. People are complaining that the water is dirty oh, gosh. Um, Children are getting diarrhea uh-huh. And we know that children are Especially Susceptible yeah. to, to these illnesses yeah. and, and can pass away So oh. it's a serious situation that's Where dreadful. then l- luckily the volunteers Have taken water to yes. these to these areas And this is now a lifeline for them And yeah. um, sometimes they sit without water For two days minimum shh, shh, shh. And then obviously that affects your, your animals as well yeah. where, where does the animals get water from Exactly So we need to take this seriously It's not just a thing that's going to pass by yeah. um, It's going to have long lasting effects In terms of the exactly. economy In terms of the farmers and um, all sectors are going to be affected. So there. I'd
1: love for you to speak more about that because I mean, it's, Yes, we may be having rain now And yes, we may be getting some rain But there's a big kick still coming from this That I don't mm. think people realize I think they,
0: we're already feeling it um, Your your food prices are going to increase At the end of the day Farmers aren't producing as much as they do yep. um, Also, the red meat market um, yep. Prices might decrease Because there's an overload in red they, meat yes. Because we have to slaughter the animals um, So it's going to have long-lasting effects And it's going to hit the consumer's pockets At yeah. the end of the day
1: But I mean, even now... I I couldn't believe it. I bought four grapefruits the other day and it was 80 rand. 80 rand for four
2: grapefruits? Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to back on you up there. I mean, this is going to threaten South Africa's food security. Yeah. Uh, And you just remember the farmers have come out of two or three hard seasons. Mm -hmm. They are out of credit. Yeah. The banks are not going to give them any more credit. So what's going to happen is a lot of these guys are going to sell up. They're going to fold and sell up. um, Or they're not just going going to have money to repopulate again afterwards. This is going to threaten South Africa's food security.
1: Oh. No, it's...
2: It's not just the livestock. I mean, I'm talking from an animal point of view. Look yep. at our maize production. Exactly. And our wheat production. That's been hit really hard by this drought, where we've always been a net exporter yeah. of maize. We're now an a importer. net importer. Yeah. Which drives the prices through the roof.
1: Exactly. You know, inflation and the economy and everything, regardless to this food disaster. Correct. And disaster. If, we are, if we
2: are importing maize and paying in dollars, and we know what's mm. happened to the rand dollar exchange rate recently, that also becomes rather problematic. We're
0: in for mm. big. <laughs> Start saving money. Yeah,
1: exactly. Groot As <laughs> <laughs> yes, they say in oh the goodness. Northwest, I'm Did sure. Did she just say that uh, I didn't hear <laughs> Internet anything. Internet radio. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't hear anything. Yeah, the okay. rules are different. <laughs> Luckily for me. <laughs> so when was the last time that we had such a serious drought?
0: Um, thirty years ago. Aye, aye. Um so it's been as I said, it's the first time that this government is experiencing yeah. something like this. Yeah. Um in some cases they don't have the skills to to handle this. Yeah. Um that's the sad part. So uh, that's why I say it's very encouraging that people are Coming together yeah. and, and you know... Out of their own. Yes, out of their own and, and trying to do something about this. We can't sit and wait for municipalities to yeah, do something exactly. or the government. Um, we've waited now for how long for infrastructure, et cetera, yeah. to, to be upgraded, yeah. um, especially sewage. I mean, sewage is a major Oof. problem in this country. So you have... Two, two problems. You have uh, the availability of water that's yes. decreasing. Yes. We need to remember that South Africa is a water-scarce country. Yep. So, you know, we're always going to have that problem. Yep. But then also, we're also having this problem of water quality problems. Oh. Where sewage works as a mine drainage. Oh. You know, it's it's ridiculous so at that's, this point.
1: So that's polluting our,
0: our very limited That's limited polluting the water, water. And then obviously that decreases the available water that you yeah. have because you can't use it. So we need to look at both. Yes. And presently, people are only focusing on the available yes. water, but we need to think about the water quality exactly. as well. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Oi, what what a task! So, I th- we've we've discussed a bit about this, but sort of what are the long term and the short term effects of su- of such a draft? Are there, is there anything that we've missed on that, or have we sort of covered all of that?
0: I think we've covered the. The yeah. major parts. Yeah. Um, I think my time will tell. Um, presently in this country, things are going up and down. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's around yeah. the corner. So I think well, we've covered most of the things that we know that we can sort of predict yes. from, from previous times. But uh, as I said, within, within this country and you never know.
2: Yeah. yeah, look, at the end of the day, water affects everything, affects mm, our animals, yeah. affects our crops. I'd like to maybe ask Anya, and maybe it's out of mm. the blue, since it's always been an interesting question for mm. me, is this, uh, they've been talking about cloud seeding for ages. Oh, and, yes. You know, that, that but explain cloud seeding to Well, I'm going to leave f- that okay. up to our expert. Okay. It's, just, it's always been a, <laughs> a fascinating topic for me. Nobody ever seems to have right.
0: Balls, yeah, Anya. I can see that. <laughs> yeah in terms of cloud seeding that's why i'm going to dodge this question a bit ah. <laughs> well, first but
1: time someone explain what is cloud seeding
0: it's basically if I can like talk from the yeah. top of my head, it should be like they they deposit stuff inside into the atmosphere okay and um, particles or something, and then obviously your your water within the atmosphere condenses oh. around these particles right. and then it forms clouds and Aww. and rain. But, yeah, that is um, still under testing.
1: Very much so, but it's uh-huh. very interesting. And who's doing most of the testing? I don't know. I uh-huh. thought our expert would, but I <laughs> <we're> <laughs> for Unfortunately, that's not my research area. <laughs> but I can find out for you. <laughs> that's fascinating. So, making fake clouds. Because I've always thought of that. Like, we figured out how to make so many other things except for water. I mean, we can make mm-hmm. electricity and all sorts of things, but not water. Yeah.
0: No, they're, they're currently focusing, obviously, on rainwater harvesting mm-hmm. Um, it works when it rains mm, um, that's very important <laughs> unfortunately <had> a, it, <laughs> it hasn't been rain. raining yeah. um, so that's point number one mm. they're also focusing on desalinization yes um, but that's obviously on the coast and that's removing the salt from seawater from seawater okay. yes so you're creating water in in that in sense way. Um so israel is a very good example of this where they've basically first of all they've Gone down into reducing all leaks. Okay, Israel is a is a water scarce country, like South Africa. They've then after that implemented desalinization. So oh. increasing their water availability. But together with that they've also focused heavily on changing people's behaviours mm. regarding water. Mm. As I said, we can fix leaks as much as we want, we can implement desalinization plants, mm. uh, whatever we want. But at the end of the day, if you're still standing with your house pipe outside exactly. your, your house middle you know, of the day. Uh, yeah, middle yeah. of the day. Like having a nice shower outside <laughs> with the house pipe. I don't know what people do. Um, <laughs> but that's not it's not gonna yeah. Help yeah. the situation.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, we are a water-scarce country, mm. and sooner or later, we're going to have to start behaving like we're living in a water-scarce yep. country. And, and we pa- haven't. Particularly, yeah. and again, I mean, I come, keep coming out of the animal production side, but particularly producing beef is exactly. a, a very water-intensive yep. industry. Yep. Um, but it can be done, and it can be done smarter. There mm. are smarter ways to do it. We just need to become a little bit more responsible with our water resources. So a
1: way of doing that, sh- would that be farming with indigenous bee, cattle as opposed to…
2: Not necessarily okay. um you, know, you know, it's it's right through the chain from beginning to end okay. um it's it's just being smarter with mm-hmm. our water use mm-hmm. and just being a little bit more responsive you know we we everybody's got a borehole or at least farmers have mm-hmm. got a borehole, and that borehole I would say in some instances can get treated as a, this Unlimited yes, resource and we've yes. seen now how many boreholes in what Africaans they call spill yeah. have just totally dried exactly. up. And yeah. everything has been sort of the guys have been okay, they're yeah. managing until their last borehole dries up. And, and then, then everything absolutely implodes on yeah. that farm. Because not only have you now got no grazing, you've no good water, no water for your yeah. animals either. <sighs> <sighs> oof, oof,
1: oof. So do we have water? I'm going back to like see. I'm going back to my geography <laughs> days. I think, or something in school, because there, there is a way of of creating electricity from water. Am I correct? Yeah, currently. Do we use that in South Africa?
0: Not really. Well, that's a good um, thing. Yes, okay. um, currently as. ESCOM is busy with the ngula pump storage scheme. Okay. It's located uh, close to Harrismith and oh, Ladysmith. Okay. So what they've done there is basically there was a couple of rivers flowing there, mm-hmm. built a dam at the bottom, built a dam at the top, and then obviously you you mm-hmm. generate electricity okay. through the turbines. Okay. So it is an option. You can do it. But not, the best but it's, in the not it's not recommended. Um, okay. Currently, most of the power stations are wet-cooled. Basically, water intensive to oh. cool down uh, the operations, but ESCOM has now, with Medupi as well as Kusile, whenever that's going to to mm. finish one day, um, they've now implemented dry cooled, so oh, they're not good. using water as much. So people are trying. But whether it's uh, enough i I don't know, yeah,
1: no, but that's good because i mean you you don't think of you don't think of that, but there is no. there's you know water use in your electricity to very important resources yes. in the average human and animal's life nowadays. Good. Yeah. I
2: mean they are talking about the next phase in the Lesotho Highlands water project yeah. mm. I don't know how much you know about that
0: um. um yeah, they're wanting to to get another dam that's uh, from from Lesotho to, to pump more water to to South Africa, um, but then again, you know, you are dependent on another country, on another country. For, mm. for 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 your water, and uh, whether that's going to to maybe lead to conflicts in future, I don't know. Mm. They're talking about water conflicts. Mm, um, could happen. There's water conflicts within Sao Paulo, Brazil, where yeah. people are fighting for for water. Sure. Um, I mean, they've got major water restrictions there, and um, I mean mm. that's just one example. Um, you also have uh, water, small little water conflicts within California, mm. where because of the inequality, the rich people are yeah. still, you know, watering, watering as much. They their gardens are green, yeah. and then you know you come to the regular people, and they start complaining exactly. and saying, "But you know," but and then then the the rich people blame the. Yeah. the the people at the end of the day for using too much water. Yeah. So it's very interesting to see what's happening what in terms of social. Populations yes. and, yeah. Yes.
1: No, but that's a very valid point. My mom lives in California and I visited there two years ago for the first time. And I'd heard, I mean, California has been in a drought for how many years? Three years. Yeah, yeah. A hectic drought. But then I got there and I was but like, but everything's so green. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's exactly. perfectly manicured lawns, mm. all these beautiful green palm trees, even though they're good, their water waters, yeah. um, sensible plants. But yeah, and it's it's true. But we'll definitely, we'll chat about that. After the break So listeners, please do get hold of us Send us a message on WeChat Tap connect and then message to the show We're going to have a little music break And then I've got another guest joining us after the music
2: At Sibania Gold We believe leaders are made, not born We also believe we can create a sustainable legacy By helping to develop tomorrow's leaders today Which is why we have partnered with the leadership platform to nurture leaders who are committed to growing our country's economy. We are proud to say
0: it's an initiative that's already showing glittering results. Sabanya Gold. We are one. Cliff
2: Central Revolution. I've got something important to tell you.
1: So that was an appropriate song um, for the drought. I hope we all bless the rains down in Africa. That was by Toto. So, we have a very special guest on Skype all the way from another drought-stricken area, actually California in America. Anne, are you there?
3: Yes, I am. How are you? Hi,
1: Anne. I'm very well, thanks. Glad to have <laughs> you on the show.
3: Thank you. Actually, I'm in George right now because oh, I'm really? here for my reason. You know. My- okay. Well, the, yes, they, they are having a terrible drought in California, and it's true what you said. They don't act like it. That's yeah, it. no, it's
1: shocking. So, this is Anne Heiser, who has started an amazing project um, to get involved to help save um, the survivors of rhino po- poaching in South Africa. And you want to tell us a little bit about your project?
3: Sure. Um, a little while back, they had a, a campaign on social media where you would write, Stop Killing Rhinos with a hashtag on your hand. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, let me get a little creative, and I asked somebody if they wouldn't mind putting some calligraphy on my arm or something like that. And so I had a friend who offered to do it with me. She wanted to do it with me, and we I got a photographer and a body painter to come and do this. Oh. It took on a life of its own. Really? Yeah. Literally, he came with his stencils and a, oh, wow. a airbrushing and everything. And by the time I looked again, I had this amazing piece of artwork on my body, and so did my friend. Oh, these awesome pictures and we held okay so we we didn't have clothes on but we held uh signs that say stop killing rhinos rhino the horn is not medicine and so on in front of ourselves so that we we didn't show anything okay but we clearly don't have any clothes on (laughs) Uh, and then we decided to do something more with it because it came out really so great so we ended up deciding to do a calendar but unfortunately for personal reasons my other friend had to pull out so i'm sitting there with these photos that we had to photoshop her out of and i asked all of my wildlife photographer friends because i belong to all these amazing groups on facebook uh if they wouldn't mind giving me some rhinos so that i could combine them together so i just want to quickly tell you that the following people gave me rhinos and they just Gave me anything. They said, "Yeah, you go pick whichever one you want. Go ahead and use it." Rob Berg, Ayesha Cantor, um, Nobby, Natalie Clark, Mm -hmm. um, Aiki Placonoris is an old friend of mine. Oh, wonderful! And um, my actually, my niece also painted a photo, a a painting that I put on. Sweet. So I ended up with all these, you know, this combination. Now everybody did it pro bono. Oh wow! Yes, nobody charged me. I did have to pay for the printing in the States. Okay. But when I came here and I had them printed here, Nippy Print in Ilovo just totally sponsored the printing. Oh, that's me. amazing. So I didn't have to do any math, which I really appreciate. <laughs> 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 but that's- what I did was I organized events where mm-hmm. people could come and, um, you know, just enjoy some food with me at restaurants that I... Uh, used to work at one in san diego and of mm-hmm. course the Gino's in robertsham where i used to work many years ago for about seven years oh, and wow. gino's been going for 30 years and he opened his restaurant on a monday for me and just put on pizzas and sangria and we all got together oh that's amazing yep and we did it again in stellenbosch last sunday and totally oh. i mean i've almost raised seven thousand rand just by doing this at those two venues Oh, that's absolutely fantastic, and some well-deserved
1: applause, sure and so you literally just out of the out of the kindness of your heart, um saw need, obviously you, you we can hear that you're South African, but you say you live in America now.
3: Yes, I do. I live in San Diego. Oh, wow. How long have you been there for? About over 25 years. And it's so funny because people think I just got off the boat. (laughs) Good.
1: I'm glad to hear that you're still keeping (laughs) your accent. But you, I'm sure you miss home bitterly and you must be very happy to be home.
3: I am. And I'm right here in Georgia with my favorite brother. Oh, that's
1: amazing. What's the weather like down there? It's actually gorgeous. Really, really beautiful. I can imagine. Now, where does the funds that you raise go to, Anne?
3: They go to the organization Saving the Survivors. Fantastic. That are dealing with Hope, the rhino that's yes. had its face cut off. So um, I really, you know, I wanted to make sure that before I take anybody's money, mm. it's, I know where the money's going. And that's why I actually made the trip out here. So, mm. you know, also because I missed home so much. I haven't been home in two years. But I, oh. I came on my own dime. And I got really great ticket prices. Of course, the dollar's oh. great. But, yeah. You know, if you, if you don't have a lot of dollars, even if the exchange rate's great still, yeah. you know, but it was just a fabulous opportunity for me to do this. And I'm so excited because it really has taken on a life of its own. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. So where can our listeners get hold of the
1: calendar for from or attend any of your events? Where can they check up on that?
3: Okay, well, right now, uh, Nippy Printing in Lovo is going to be putting up a link on their site where people can order the calendar. As soon as I get back to Joburg, I'm going to quickly meet with them before I leave out on Sunday night. Okay. Back to San Diego. And then I will also make them available. I think Gino's in Robertson has a few. Gino's in Stellenbosch has a few. You can buy straight from them. But I've been doing them on consignment, so I don't Okay. <laughs> You know, they just print them as we need them. That's clever.
1: And can you yeah. get them to South Africans or is it mainly American? Americans? No,
3: I have them. I have them. Um, you know, people can buy them off my actual website in the States. And okay. I've just actually got an order last night come through while Yay. I was sitting watching TV. But um, yes, you can get them here from Nippy Print. And um, I want to vlog these things all year long because Brilliant. honestly. Nobby Clark's photograph in December is worth the whole calendar. I mean, oh. it's just stunning photographs of rhinos. That and what awesome. a great combination. Now, I just want to quickly note that I have actually put out a challenge.
1: Uh-huh.
3: So it's called the Rhino Awareness Challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's for you to tastefully and creatively express what any or all of the hashtags mean to you on social media platforms that are available to you. Okay. So instead of dumping a stupid, wasteful bucket of asked water over your head, mm-hmm. make a sign, do a dance, you know, sing a song, whatever you want to do, but raise awareness that's about, brilliant. and, you know, I have a collective statement of intent because, of course, everybody's going to make their own, you know, why you're doing something. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I made sure that that was clear. Good. And it's really about raising awareness, raising funds, providing moral support for those people on the front lines. Mm, that's important. Efficient, efficient distribution of donations. And maintaining the effort, you know, mm. and, and just keep on, you know, because sometimes people get a little frazzled yes, and, they're so yeah. and they're like, oh, I'm so sick of hearing exactly. about it, but you can't, you can't get like that. Exactly. <laughs> well,
1: Anne, I salute you for the amazing work that you're doing. I think if, if everyone did, did what they could, the world would be a far better place. So thank you so much, and I'm thank really you. thrilled to have had you on the show.
3: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Enjoy South Africa and safe flights back yeah. to the States. Eh. Oh well, thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, listeners. So that's the amazing Ann Heiser, and um, please do go and check up on the links that she mentioned there to see we, how you can get your camera. I mean, oh, calendar that was taken with the camera. So please get hold of us on WeChat. I'm going back into our discussion regarding the drought now um, with Dr. Anya Duplessy and Dr. Clint Austin. So, and yet you mentioned the northwest. What other areas have are, are most affected by this drought and, and possibly still? Because I know that it's been waxing and waning and KZN started off and now...
0: Uh, currently, um, northwest, as mm-hmm. I said, but then Limpopo province as well. Okay. Um, Limpopo province has also always been a, a dry province. Yes. Uh, but now with the drought, it's, it's, sure. it's, very bad there as well. Um, Mpumalanga, I don't know how the rain has affected that area. As you said, when you were there, yes. and I was there in middle of December, um, the Crocodile River looked like a, a sandbank. Yeah. Um, so in, in, in those areas, Um, I've also read an article lately regarding a statement from the Kruger saying that the animals there are in in trouble. So, I don't know whether Clint can maybe say something about that.
2: Well, again, I mean, you've got a lot of wildlife in a very confined space there. Mm. And uh, no rain, wildlife Mm -hmm. confined. They can't migrate. They can't move away. So, I mean, you would have been in Kruger. You would have seen how the the area between the brush and the thorn scrub is totally overgrown. There's no grass left. Mm. Um, and then even the browsers are struggling you know, And in time, when times like this are tough Particularly if thorn trees, acacias They produce a lot of tannins yes. That can lead to issues later as well So I, mean, I can imagine Kruger would be battling I was in Kruger in I think it was late was it November or was it December? Um, you know, it was the project we're busy with with the rhino dogs there. And it was looking very dry. And same okay. story again there. Mm. I mean, rivers down to a trickle. Uh-huh. Some of the rivers totally and totally dry.
1: Awful. Uh-huh.
2: So uh, the whole country is battling, really. Yeah. And, it's, it's, and if, if we're talking animals, we're talking about wildlife. We're talking about cattle, we're talking about sheep, yeah. we're, we're talking about all of them. We all get affected by a shortage Yeah, I of mean, water. even
1: birds. I mean, you know, we've got mm. migratory wading birds, water birds and all that, and they they Curry. base their whole lives mm-hmm. around water. And with the low water levels, it's great for waders, but not so good for some of the other water species. And as you mentioned from
2: a conservation point of view, um, and, and culling and, and depopulating herds is – I mean, it makes – logical sense mm. to a conservation of conservation, mm. but it's not always terribly desirable when mm. it comes to the general public at mm. large. You know, it, doesn't, it doesn't go down well. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the day, you need to do what you have to do to exactly. ensure the long-term sustainability, it, exactly. Of the, of, of and what's, the whole area. what's
1: worse, leaving an animal to starve, <laughs> starve or dehydrate to death. Yeah. or uh, Look, the Kruger has shot. always
2: had a policy of non-intervention. Yes, I mean yeah. they want to leave it as natural no, as possible. No, that's
1: only recent.
2: It's sure, sure, Recent. But I mean, particularly in times of drought like this, and yeah. the elephants cause absolute havoc yeah. in the areas where they are. But it's
1: interesting. There's been an interesting paper, um, studies that have been done that shows that with managing elephant populations on reserves, as long as you don't artificially provide water you actually get some uh, internal regulatory things going on with the herds but that's a whole Mm -hmm. a whole nother topic for a whole nother day but now clint i want to hear a bit more you mentioned some rhino projects that you're involved with
2: yeah um you know as by animal health we as being an animal health company this is you know very close to our Mm. hearts and um, we were looking for some unique ways to Mm. get involved and not just throw money at mm, the problem where we've mm. got no, not a huge amount of control over what, mm. what happens at the end. So one of our one of our most successful product, projects to date has been getting involved with what we fondly term the rhino dogs yes. in Kruger National Park. So these are um, packs of dogs that are kept at various points mm. in the park but they are used directly in anti-poaching wow. activities. So these are specially trained dogs. They cost the government a huge amount of mm. money to bring them in, train them up, house them. Mm-hmm. Now you can imagine these dogs are used in tracking. They train to work off lead. They are trained to uh, track poachers Track baby orphans wow. Whose mothers have been killed yeah. These dogs are absolutely amazing They fly in helicopters They are wow. in crates On the back of cars They, they are trained To work completely off lead oh, wow. um, By So the, the, the handler and the ranger Can have both hands on his firearm And you can imagine When you've pumped that much time And money mm. into developing This highly trained Highly mm-hmm. specialized animal And it contracts tick bite fever and dies. It's a bit of a problem because they're really out in the middle of nowhere in the Kruger. I mean, there's no cell phone signal. It's completely inaccessible. They work through some, under some very, very harsh conditions And, and not just from a tick and flea point of view. Um, I mean, we've had stories there of dogs. Are running into a pack of lions and, yeah. you know, and a pack of hyenas. Oh, it'll happen. And we had tail amputations and sure. you can imagine, I mean this dog just runs straight through a pack wow. of sleeping lions oh. It was absolute pandemonium yeah. because they're generally quite a way ahead of their, of their handlers. Okay. So Bay Animal Health has um, pledged to support these dogs in all their parasiticides external wow. and internal parasiticides We pay for the incidental veterinary costs wow. um, One of the things we are um, which we're very excited about is the use of the Ceresto collar there. as you know, it's a, Eight months protection against tick and flea And that's absolutely ideal for these dogs That are out in the field And uh, and with no sort of As we say quick access to to veterinary exactly, care yeah. But also remember that Bayer is a life sciences company So we're not just about animal health We're about human health yes. as well And as such you know, we've donated a huge amounts of multivitamins oh. um, To the handlers to keep oh, them healthy brilliant. Our environmental science uh, division has come in with life nets Which are insecticide impregnated mosquito nets oh, that's For fair, the wow. rangers As well as beta coal uh, aerosol clothing spray To keep oh. the ticks off the handlers yeah, So it's really been too. Exactly And it's really been a a, a combined effort Huh. Um From Bayer in South Africa to support the dogs and support the people who are on the front lines and fighting oh, yeah. rhino poaching
1: thank you bayer that's awesome i think it's it's so and it's What you mentioned it's so important—to make sure that if you where you're putting your money, it's actually going to good use. Because I think, unfortunately, we've got quite a few opportunists um, in this country that have jumped on bandwagons, such as the rhino thing. And it has
2: become—I mean, mm -hmm. it's a massive thing. Mm -hmm. And we were talking in the break about you know why aren't the other species being focused on and why the rhino? But Mm -hmm. remember, the rhino is one of the big five. It's on the face Mm -hmm. of any kind of conservation. The rhino is one endangered list for how long? Correct. And we—I mean—we fought so hard to. bring them back from the yeah. brink of extension and now we're back there again. Yeah. It's and now elephants are going to be joining in. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So that is why it has become this huge I don't mm-hmm. want to say it's a money spinner. A lot of this stuff mm. is going for good causes but there's, I don't know that it's regulated enough. Yeah. There's a lot of smaller more yeah. dodgy players out yeah. there that you have absolutely no idea exactly. if your money is actually getting to where it needs to go.
1: Exactly.
2: Um, one of the more Impressive organisation we worked with as well is the Rhino Orphanage. Mm. Now you can look them up on Facebook. Just mm-hmm. search the Rhino Orphanage. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't publicise their location for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. But if you are looking to support. A bona fide, a, a, a bona fide mm. um, non-profit organisation mm. that is doing good work. Mm. Look for the Rhino Orphanage on Facebook. Mm. Um, Bayer at the end of last year donated a hundred thousand rand wow. for them to build an intensive care unit for baby rhinos. So these That's guys fantastic. get uh, baby rhinos that have been orphaned because their mothers have either been killed or shot or poached, and these baby rhinos come in. They're absolutely I mean, They're yeah. dehydrated. They're nervous. They're anxious. Yeah. So um, and they've re- they've already got really impressive facilities. But what, what you know what we wanted there was an absolutely perfect Dedicated building mm. That will ensure round the clock Monitoring these mm. baby rhinos When they come in Until they're stable enough To be put out You know With other mm. rhinos And to make mm. friends with them And uh, if, I'd, I'd like to encourage Anybody listening If you're looking mm. for A worthy cause Look up the Rhino Orphanage That's On Facebook That's
1: brilliant That's fantastic It's really It's heartwarming to hear That there are Positives That you can focus on Because mm. I think We all have such Compassion fatigue And um, the rhino the, the massacre of our rhinos has been in the news for so long now. And I think as the average African, sometimes you just feel a bit hopeless. And, you know, mm-hmm. what can we do? And this is this is a, a very simple way of helping. And it's so good to know that organizations such as BEA are standing up, manning up and, and assisting. So I, I salute you, Bayer. Well done. Okay. <laughs> but now back to our drought conversation. So I want to play a little game. We're going to go from, we're going to go around the table. So every one of us is going to have to give an easy way that the average South African can t- take one action to stop wasting water. And we're going to bounce around until we run out. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go first. So, so um, turn off your tap when you're brushing your teeth. Well done. Okay. No, no,
2: that, that doesn't count. That was no, too that easy. No, that was way
1: too no, easy. No, I started it. I get to, to hit with the with the easy one.
2: <laughs> Don't wash your car with the hose hosepipe.
1: Yes, good job.
0: And I'll hammer on the hosepipe thing. Don't wash your pavement or driveway with hose yes. pipes. use a broom. Yes. There you go.
1: Do not water your garden during the day. If you have to water it, water it in the evening.
0: Or early morning.
1: Yes. Do I oh. get
0: half a point for that? No, no
1: my point. You went out of turn. Oh. My point. So, so yes. I'm fired. Yes. sorry. <laughs> You're in the naughty corner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, harvest rainwater, especially to yes, fill your pool. Definitely. Half a point because it's not raining. Anya? yeah, no, shame on you. <laughs>
0: um, you can also use grey water from your yes. dishwasher and and so on to, to, water, your to garden, water your
1: garden. Right? Ah. Oh, no, now I don't feel so smart because now I'm having to pull it straws here. So another way is put a brick in the cistern of your toilet. Very good.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Teach your kids to be responsible with water.
0: Ah, from the father in the group, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, You can start a water monitoring project. What is that? Where schools can complete water auditing um, in their schools itself. So then, obviously, you give different grades uh, an area, which they have to monitor. And then if there's a leak, they obviously fix it. So that's practical things that we we might. And you just gave me
1: my answer. There you go. Fix all leaks. (laughs) Fix all leaks of water. If you see a leak, fix it. And don't ignore it because there's a problem. Have you ever noticed if you walk by a leaking tap, you stop seeing it? If you don't fix it, you stop seeing that there's a leaking tap if it's left for long enough. Mm,
2: no, that kind of no, bugs me I out. My DIY happened. personality wants no, to fix it. No, it happens. Things, when so. I
1: did inspections at captive animal facilities, it would happen all the time. I'd go there, I'd do an inspection. Let's say you've got a leaking tap, you've got to fix it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd come back a month later. You haven't fixed the tap. And I start jumping up and down. Oh, no, we didn't see it.
0: That's true, actually, yeah. because we do yeah. community engagement yeah. projects in the northwest, mm. and uh, we also do water auditing there, mm. and then you would also, like, go mm. to them and say, okay, listen, we're going to go from one communal tap to the next. Mm-hmm. This tap is leaking. Yep. Oh, yeah, okay. A oh. couple of months later, you go back again. Have you fixed the tap? Oh, no, we yeah. haven't. No, we haven't realized it's still leaking, yeah. so you're no good on that. Mm-hmm. Clint?
2: Is it me again? Yes. It can't be me again. It is
1: you. It is you. Mm. Do you
0: want me to help you out? No, that's not fair. Okay. <laughs>
2: when did you start running the show?
0: <laughs> you threw
2: a curveball at me. <laughs> this is
1: payback. This is for your pseudo clouds. <laughs>
2: well, how about being at work? Because that's where we spend most of yes. our days in Monday to Friday. So mm-hmm. if you see a tap that's dripping or leaking, either ah, either report it or close yes. it. that's
1: that? take ownership of it, even though it's not yours. Well I done. like that. Well that's, done. That's very good.
0: Um, you can take a shower instead of a bath. Yes. But don't shower for 20 minutes because yes. then that's not going to be, that's going to be counterproductive. Short showers. Yes. Okay, me,
1: if it's mellow, let it yellow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very I good. I put the wrong way around. No. <laughs> if it's mellow, if let it yellow.
0: Mellow, let, if, if
1: it's it yellow. yellow. Yeah. Oh no, no, sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry, it's been a long day. If it's yellow, <laughs> let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down.
2: And on that note, can we stop? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Should we stop on that note, okay?
2: How about stop doing the ice bucket challenge?
0: Yes. Yes. Well said. Don't do such things. Complete waste of water. Mm.
1: Very well said. So I think, South Africans, you have a lot of pointers now that you can very easily... um, Follow and it's up to all of us we all need to Do our bit to help with the water Because even though you've got water in your taps It doesn't mean that other people do um, And also I want to salute and shout out To every single person who has donated water I had the lovely ladies from um, Kailami who've done their initiative On the other day and just It's so heartwarming to see average South Africans Contributing and helping um, That's, that's, what, that's the, that is what Makes our country great and we must Carry on with that so Just closing out, Anya, I just want to know a bit about your position at UNISA and your sort of career to date to put you under the spotlight.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm a a senior lecturer there. I've been at UTSA for the past five years now. Okay. It's very long. <laughs> um, so, now we involved, obviously my research is based on water quality, especially the vol. Mm. My PhD was on that. Okay. Um, focusing on water quality and land cover, trying to build equations to say that, okay, if this percentage of land cover changes, how is it going to, to affect your water quality at oh. the end of the day? So I worked with Ran Water on that, um, and they're doing... A good job, I think. Um, and then also we are involved with community engagement. So we work with communities, um, presently in the Northwest, um, regarding obviously the water, but then also we do environmental awareness and so on. So what we're trying to do is basically to change people's behaviors, make Uh, them more aware. So that's how we give back to, to the communities.
1: That is absolutely awesome. Well, I want to thank both of the doctors in the room. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, and I think we've really got down to the base of this hideous drought that's happening. So, thank you both for joining me. Thank, thank you. you very much. Nice seeing you again. Yeah, and Clint will be back, no doubt. I want to get you back to speak about this Rhino thing more often, so you have been fo- more, so you've been forewarned. Um, but yeah, listeners, I will be back next week. Keep well.
0: Animal Central on cliffcentral.com